0: If you ever see me trying to procrastinate, give me a massive kick up the ass because Lord knows I need it. Five, four, three, two, and one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bloky Media Podcast. Now, on this week, we're joined with Finn. Finn is a young kid with big dreams. He hopes to take over the content creation industry, not only with his personality and charisma, but with his clean-cut editing skills. Now, Finn, how are we? Overwhelmed now. Overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, a little. What did bit? you think of the intro? It was all right. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I'm going to dominate the content creation. No, event. you got to have confidence. You're going to dominate the industry. Oh, you are. I mean, you will. So. You will. Um. So right behind Blocky media. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, you've been on this podcast before, old series, fire and smoke. No, but nobody truly knows you. You've been on for Entertainment Value, but we're, in this episode, we're going to try going deeper and find the bigger picture. Tell us about you from the start. Um. Well, I was born on the 9th of May, two thousand three. I don't mm-hmm. know if any of that's relevant. I don't know where to start. Um, early life was kind of boring. You know, I kind of, I grew up watching Doctor Who and mm-hmm. just being a massive nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, till my dad, who works for a um pretty big company, was offered the opportunity to go and work abroad in South Africa. Yeah. Uh. So what age is this uh, for you? I was I was seven when we left. Right. So um. Twenty ten, kind of like a weird year because mm. kind of halfway through, I just kind of packed up my life, moved yeah. over to. Some did you had did you have much life much of a life to pack up at the age of seven? <sighs> Not really, but you got your just, favorite Spider Man toy slapped it in the suitcase and off you pop. It, it was it was a culture shock more mm-hmm. than anything. Right. Like, I didn't. There were people that I left behind like in school, but now that I think yeah. about it, they were like primary school friends. You don't yeah, yeah, really yeah. talk to yeah, primary yeah. school friends anymore. So you, I went to Africa. Um, uh, it was a bit different at first. Like It's it's way different than here. Mm. Which I'm kind of interested because I don't know what kind of person I would be if I stayed in this country. I don't know whether I'd you, be... What, so you think you'd be different if you stayed here the whole mm. time? So you feel like that, that, that move to Africa has really influenced you? Definitely, yeah. To so what extent? Your personality, your 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 drive, which which part? I feel like if I stayed in this country, I wouldn't be who I am now. Mm. I feel like I would be... Not like a road man, but I feel like I'd have You'd end up like me. <laughs> You'd end up like me. Pretty much. But without the the drive and like it's taken all these all these steps, like, throughout my life have kind of led mm. up to me discovering what I want to do. That's exactly so, we wanna know. The whole point of this is to find out every single one of them steps, to find out where you get to now and what your next step is gonna be. We will get to that in a minute. Yeah. So let's talk about Africa a bit. Tell us about the life, tell us about daily life, tell us about well, what's going on. Um I lived in South Africa in a town called Kimberley for 2 years which mm-hmm. was notorious for a big hole. It was called the Big Hole. Right. It was a diamond mining quarry. It was a, it was a diamond mining town pretty yep, much. Yeah. Um so it was it was it was a bit of a culture shock especially with the temperature because as you know very fucking hot. Yeah. Um you know there wasn't much as well like with Africa it's kind of weird seeing as like in England. Mhm uh you go from one town to another there will constantly be buildings yeah. and like houses and shit. Yeah. In Africa you go from one part to the other there will be like a break in there where it will just be like bush, like wilderness. Right, right. With like a shanty town maybe mm-hmm. right around there. Mm-hmm. Um but it was really nice the food. Definitely. Do you feel like you were quite isolated? Like you're on in life yeah, definitely. Like school was not very kind. Right, we'll, so it we'll get we'll, we'll move through the process so let's with africa mm. because of the distance between the two places and uh, well between anywhere you felt like you only knew the people that you were out that you were around yeah and that created you to feel quite isolated in general without you really realizing it i would say i felt very very isolated maybe until like late 2015 early 2016 mm. so from 2010 to late 2015 i and was this all in Africa? This was all in Africa. I came back in 2017 okay. when I was 14. So I spent about half most of my life yeah. out in Africa. Did you still speak to the people there? Like, Did you grow up with... Um, I speak to a couple of them. Uh, my One of my best friends who is... His family were in the same situation as me. So they were mm-hmm. expats. They came out from England to live in Africa because his mum worked with my dad. Right. Um, his name's Ethan, if you're watching this. Thank you. <laughs> um, we kind of got to know each other from like family functions and stuff. Mm. But he was always the cooler friend. Right. Like, right. I was I was just his, his weird little friend. Mm. Like that's that's did, how I did felt, he have so. other friend other friends in Africa? Oh yeah, he was one of the popular kids. In Africa. So the kid that came over was one of the popular kids. Yeah, like especially at his school and stuff. Because right. he whereas most people traditionally like over there, they'd like rap music and, and yeah. shit. I wasn't really too keen on it at the time. Like, now, I no. quite like a bit of rap. But yeah. I was very different from the norm. Yeah, Like, not to sound quirky or anything like that. I was just very, to myself, I was very secluded. I liked... <laughs> I've I've always liked being by myself, like, mm. in my room, playing a game. So, then you come back here mm-hmm. in what year? Are oh, we skipping over? Well, it is... So, you've gone through Africa... Well, and yeah, I was. I thought you wanted to know more about that. Oh, I do, 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 do. But like, I want to talk about how it affected, how all of that time affected moving back here, and coming <sighs> to here. Rough, rough. Um, I got back in mid 2017. Uh, started school in November, right in, right, right in the end of year nine, yeah. going into year ten. So like GCSEs were. So you got dumped straight into it, basically. I got fucked over, pretty mm. much. Mm. I find English schools harsh as hell because Really? Especially going in year ten, everyone's got their friend groups, everyone's got their groups. No one just they're all horrible people for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I think I think especially you, my school. Yeah, no, I think the UK is definitely a harsh environment and like you see all these American people on TikTok talking about how their school's hard and then you can see the comments, which is just UK people saying, yeah. Imagine if you came here you wouldn't um, ask a second. Tell us the you. difference between African schools and well, you know, it wasn't that much different for me because I did get picked on a fair bit, mm. but that was mainly because I was very skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had a lot of problems with you know men, the mental side of things, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't eat for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't have regular meals, yep. so I I was, and I already have a very fast metabolism, yep. so. As you can imagine, I was very skinny. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the main points that I got picked on for mm. for being skinny. When you got picked on, how yeah. did you feel like that formed you? Do you feel like that, that motivated you to change? Or do you feel like that just brought you down to a point where there was no return? Not at all. I felt I was down. That mm-hmm. was one of the worst. Uh, the worst like phases was probably school. Like, In Africa? mm so, you come out of that? Yeah. Are you happy to leave Africa? Um, well, that's the thing. My last year in Africa, 2016, was by far one of the best years of my life. So, when you moved back here, you went into the start of your 10, which is pretty Good. much when everybody's got their friendship groups formed. Yeah. Um, they're all in their own little groups in their classrooms, and you get chucked right in the middle. Mm. Where'd you go? Well, for the first couple of days, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of just had to test the water, get by, yeah. but... On my second day, towards the end, uh, I met a group of people, mm-hmm. and our last lesson was PE. So the people I met two of my friends that I had in maths that day. Mm-hmm. I was a bit scared to talk to them because I was very like reclusive, and yep. I've I've always been a bit of an introvert. But mm-hmm. I feel like recently I've kind of come out of that, but we'll get to that. Yep. Um, so we had PE, and the two guys that I was talking to introduced and uh, introduced me to the to his group. Yep, and there. Oh, sorry. Go for it. I met one of my best, like my best friends here. Um, he watches the podcast. His name's Jeremy. Hello, all right, Jeremy. <laughs> and um, from there, we were just all thick as thieves. Like mm-hmm. we just started hanging out. Yep. We had like a stupid Snapchat series called Strong. Stupid Saturdays, where we would go swimming every Saturday and yeah. vlog it. It was just fun. Strong. And you moved to the UK, and things got better by the sounds of it. It got a little better. Yeah. There a was obviously better. still bullies. Mm-hmm. Uh, still got picked on. Yep it just felt like a very hostile environment so i, had I think to i think i think schools in the uk and schools in general and that period 10 11 it's the worst it, the, the, 10 11 is when you're going to get picked on i think yeah um mainly because you notice it more when you're younger you you notice it but it doesn't really you, it's not something that clicks in your mind that they're actually taking the piss out of you You're like yeah whatever there's just people around me but oh, 10 11 you really start to notice yeah no for me i've always had that mm. i don't know why i don't know where it stemmed from, but I've always taken, like, nearly everything seriously. Did you care about other people's opinions? I did, for a long time. Very long time. Hmm. I w- I'd say I didn't stop caring until about early 2020. Okay, so early 2020 is pretty much where we're up to at the story anyway. Well, not really. Why is that? Because we haven't gone to college yet. But, funny thing is, you know, as soon as I got to college... Everything just went downhill again. Okay, let's let's start from so we we reached pretty much present because we were still in college. Yeah. Um, it obviously this was a while ago, but we reached relatively present. Yeah, in terms of your situation. So let's talk about the downfall. The downfall. The downfall. So the story so far. Yeah, Africa, decent got good. Then you were like, yeah. okay, now we're moving back here. You. Finished off school with a group of mates. It was a very bipolar couple years when mm. I came back. Seems the first two years were very bipolar. So wow. it, then, it then got to the point where you were moving into college now. Yeah. Moving into college, there seemed, by the way that you expressed it, there seemed to be a switch instantly. There was very much a switch. Explain. Instantly. So the girl I was with, mm-hmm. we were together for a year and a half and something didn't feel right for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. So... um. We were out on a date, went to the cinema, and um, after that she dumped me. At the cinema. <sighs> no, I she, she we came we went back to mine because mm. I thought I could try and you know salvage things, mm-hmm. make something make it better. You know. So she told you at the cinema, and you were like, "No, nah, come on." Well, no, what she said was, "If we break up, would we? I'd want you to still be my friend," and that's when I knew I was like, oh, something's coming." I can't, but let's have a chair. Yeah, so I said, let's go back to mine. We'll talk about this. Uh-huh. I went for a piss when I got back to mine. And then I, <laughs> come, I come back and she's on my bed crying. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, what? Just, I, at that point, I was just ready for it. I was mm-hmm. just like, what? And she she broke up with me. Yeah, She mm-hmm. dumped me. Um, me being the edgy little 15, 16, oh, 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. Edgy 16-year-old I was. I went into the bathroom. I, I hit a few things. I was very angry with myself mm-hmm. because... For months, I blamed me. I blamed something that I did. Mm. Um, come to find out six months later from someone that we both knew that she had been cheating on me mm-hmm. for the for majority of the year and a half with um, the guy she told me not to worry about. And they're still together now, which is quite funny. Right. Um, but, the the pun the punchline the biggest punchline was knowing that it wasn't me mm-hmm. that I was being an idiot because you were, I you had were frustrated. a I was a very depressed person from that time yep. and in that time I well throughout that whole time one of the people that was there for me the most was my current girlfriend now Molly mm-hmm. she she's been on the podcast as well mm-hmm. um we. So I was very like torn up about this whole thing, but it was funny. Funny enough, I found out that she cheated on me when me and Molly were together. Like, mm. I went out to the park with a couple of friends during the summer of 2020. I want to say, mm-hmm. and that's when someone told me like what had happened because I hadn't. How seen did you his- know this is true? Well, the person that told me was very good friends with. She was actually going out with the guy that my girlfriend at the time was cheating on me with. Did you give a fuck when you got told that you were being cheated on in your previous relationship? No. You didn't? I started laughing. Because I knew. Right. Because it made so much sense and everything just clicked in my head at the same time and uh-huh. I just started laughing. Uh-huh. I was with Molly for five months at this point. Right. And the first thing I did was message her saying, oh, well, guess what? How quickly like, did you get into the new ra- relationship? <laughs> it was a few weeks after. Weeks? Wasn't, wasn't even a month? It could have been a month, actually. I'd say it was round about a month, actually. Right? You know, it was. Um, she dumped me in early October. Mm-hmm. Me and Molly started going out mid, or the first time. Me and Molly had been out twice. It was mid-November that me and Molly started talking and seeing each other. But I was still so torn up, and I was in such an emotional state during mm-hmm. that first time that me and Molly went out yep. that I realised I'd rushed into things, and I ended things between me and Molly the first time because. How long did that last? A couple of weeks because I, I just I wasn't ready, right? And it was the biggest mistake I ever made mm-hmm. because instantly after breaking up with her, mm. the next couple of weeks were really hard for me because I realized I made a mistake. Yep. But at the same time, I wasn't ready, so I needed to be ready. And it got to about I think it was either Christmas Day or Boxing Day. Mm. Me and Molly both got very Year drunk. Twenty nineteen, right? Both got very drunk, and we messaged each other, and. I was already in a very lovey mood. Like I was feeling very soft mm-hmm. and vulnerable. Um, I messaged Molly saying, listen, I don't like how things ended between us. I want to give it another go. Mm-hmm. So I asked her out on a date. Yep. We, we were going to go to the mini golf in Blue Water. Hello, great spot. Adventure shack. Shout out. <laughs> um, they better run me some money for that. Can't <laughs> <I>. <laughs> so then early 2020 rolled around, like January, mm-hmm. and things we we went on a date things went really well yeah um so i invited her over we watched star wars i cooked pizza and then from there we had a couple more dates and then i decided to ask her out i used the three date rule yep fact three date rule so the third time she came over i was like yeah right i'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. and not to sound vain but i knew she was like the one not the one of course i knew that like well actually no that sounds really naive and no, it's not naive at all. I, I knew that I could see potential mm-hmm. in us. Yeah. Um You could see a future. Yeah. And I knew it was a bit soon to ask her out, but I knew she was into me a lot. Mm. So if I asked her out, it would probably be a yes. Yeah. So I did. I asked her out. We um became official, but we didn't tell anyone because or a big how f- long? uh until Valentine's Day, so it was about a month. Right, because um the the uh thing that we haven't mentioned at all is that you two were in the same college class. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, we met on the media course. Mm-hmm. Which is the first course you took? Yeah. Okay. And this is going to sound a bit bad, but even though I was still with my ex, things weren't going so well. When I first met Molly, there was just something about her. Mm. That so, realistically, you didn't cheat on your ex, but you are still with the person. That- I didn't cheat on my ex, no, because there was never any... clash. Unlike her, who, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... You are still with this person. I am, yeah. I was going to talk about it because I had this written down anyway. Relationships, I was interested to know how relationships influence your career and your direction because for me- You're a very business-oriented person. I'm a business-orientated person. Um, but now you've kind of, you know, got yourself into a relationship. I have. Um, it's. I'm just interested to know because most, most of the people that come on this podcast aren't in a relationship. Yeah. So- I had everything on here current currently with your girlfriend. You know, it's long term. Your previous relationship. Yeah. We've covered all that anyway. So my main sort of questions is you found your girlfriend on the course. I did, yeah. I notice in myself that sometimes without realising it, I make decisions based on other people without realising it. Yeah. Do you feel like you would have stayed on the course that you were on now if it wasn't for the fact that you had a girlfriend? Um, probably not. But in a way... I have to thank her for that because I knew I wanted to do something within media, mm-hmm. but originally I was going to go on to the level three d- uh, TV and film course after my level two course. Mm. Thank God I didn't. Did she change? Did she change from that course to which you are currently on journalism? Yeah. So she she always wants to write articles. Like she wants to be publishing like for magazines and stuff. Yeah. And you know, hearing her talk about how passionate she was, mm. it made me want to try and have a crack at it. Um, the journaling or just just journalism internal. It, it, I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it, she she did influence my decision a lot. Yeah, mm. because I did want to stay on the same course with her for yeah. a couple more years. Yeah. I thought I could make something out of this. I yeah. couldn't. Like, I can do it for her, but I'll also do it for me. Mm. And I'm glad I made that decision, even though it sounds really like like I'm on a whip. Like I followed her everywhere. Yeah, I'm glad I did because I tried doing article writing. But then I realized there's a big market in um, video essays. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. I've been watching YouTube for as long as I can remember. Mm. And I've How do you watch YouTube in Africa? Out of interest? Your phones? Like, I don't, I've never been to Africa. Yeah. It's, not, so it's, it's just, not all mud huts no I, I didn't know because <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Yeah, no. But, um, it's, it's pretty relatively normal. It's pretty relatively. Wi-Fi? Yeah. Not good Wi-Fi, but but I was averaging about 250 ping per game. It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it. That was why I was happy to move back. (laughs) Okay, so you you stayed on your course duty girlfriend. And you're glad of that now because of the path that it's driven you down. Let's talk about that path because we've talked about the build-up and we've talked about how you got to where you are. Well, let me just say, Mm -hmm. my level two year was a shit show. I almost got kicked out of the college. That's the first year at college. Mm -hmm, Because um, I got cozy with the wrong people mm-hmm. and I was out every night mm-hmm. you know out late yep. um doing stuff and yep. I'd get home and then I just can't be asked to go to college the next day so I wouldn't go I wouldn't go to maths either because I had mm-hmm. to reset maths yeah um and it really messed me up it really motivation was bad I was putting my least amount of effort in yep. I almost you know as I said I almost got kicked out and it when they told me that, when they told me there's a possibility I could not be asked to come back next year, mm. I thought, well, fuck. That's Begum, we like, go Yeah, that was a massive reality check. Mm. And I have to thank Molly for that because she kicked me up the arse. the Shut hardest your face and said, listen, bitch. The hardest I've ever been kicked up the arse. And it made me realise, like, how much potential I actually had mm. and how much potential I was actually given, which mm. was two very different things. Yep. So... I had to write an appeal letter over the summer of 2020, like during lockdown, um, which I did. I sat down and I thought about it very carefully, and after careful review, they they said, "Yeah, we'll give you another chance." Mm-hmm. So I came back to journalism, and I will say that was one of my best years in terms of work. Twenty mm-hmm. twenty twenty, late late twenty twenty to uh, mid twenty twenty one. That yep. was my that was my year at college. So you got saved. I you did got saved, but you're still pessimistic. Yeah. But the way it's seeming to me is that you've got the right people around you and you've got the right environment to basically kick you up the arse when you need to kick up the arse, be told what you need to know, and I don't see how you can be pessimistic I've, because it seems to have worked out. That's the thing. I, I don't either. My mind is... The mind is a very complicated thing. Definitely. Everyone's mind is different. Definitely. And that's why I don't think people fully understand each other mm. because... People don't understand how you get to that point. I don't even understand my mind, mm. and it scares me sometimes because yeah. I get really good moods, yeah. but then in the flick of a switch, I could be down there. I could be very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it will last. I think you're too involved with your mind. I am. I think you're too. You're too clicked in. It's good to know and understand your thoughts, but you understand your thoughts so much that you dig deeper. And then you wanna overthink. Then you're like, How oh, have I ended up here? You're right. That's Where do you change that? Because I think the reason that you don't want to execute and that you can't execute is because of how much you think into things. I I tried going to therapy a couple of times mm. but the first time was just horrible. I, mm. I quit after a session because yep. I just couldn't do it. And then again I was kicked up the ass, you know, can like Helped. I I was um, told I should get help, Mm -hmm. but not in, like, that way. I was um, comforted into thinking that, you know, help would... exist. Yeah. And it did. It did. That year of counselling was really nice. I had a breakthrough. I um, got through some of my biggest, like, traumas from my Mm -hmm. life. Um, And, you know, I turned a new leaf. I was... I feel like the person I am now is not the person I was um, when I started college yep. or when I came back to this country. Yeah. Like if people from 2017 to 2019 looked at me now, I would not be the same person. And was that because you went through therapy? Um, it was a bit of both because before I got dumped, I was a very reclusive person. Like I wouldn't go out. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't live the typical teenager's life. Yeah. After I got dumped, that, like, couple-month period, I did everything. Mm-hmm. I lived a little. Mm-hmm. I, I experienced things that I wanted to experience. Yep. I tried things I wanted to try, and it was great. Yep. But then I had too much of it, uh-huh. and I didn't like it. Mm. I liked order. Yep. I li- I'm not a party animal. No, but... if I'm I'm honest I would rather go to the pub with a few friends than Mm -hmm. stand at a house party with people I don't even talk to well I think that's I I don't think that's abnormal at all no I like um, genuine connections with people rather than I see you for the night and then I'll never speak to you again yeah it's just I think I I can agree with that you came out of this breakup yeah and went on to this party animal lifestyle I wouldn't say it's a party animal lifestyle but I took more risks okay I did things that I never thought I would do. But no, you don't. I do to an extent. No, but you don't take risks in terms of business. You no don't take risks in terms of career. I was never... I never did that. So why not? Because I was stupid. I wish I did. Was? Where's the... Well, I I had this epiphany yesterday. I got yesterday? Home. This is new. Brand new. Live and live direct. Brand new. Like, okay. this is yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was in the Uber home. Well, no, I wasn't. I was in the office. Um, office sorry, no. of... My internship—I'll get to that later. Okay. Um. So I was in the office, and all of a sudden, it just felt like a bomb had exploded in my head. Good, good or bad? Good. Okay. Very good because I was—I've always been thinking how I can still do something without having my PC yet. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it, and I thought, "Eureka! I'll buy myself a work device mm-hmm. so I can, I can go and record and edit my videos at college." and then trim them up into little clips and put yeah. them on TikTok and yeah. manage like social media from my work mm. device, which starts to get me in the loop, starts to get me motivated yeah. and builds me up a bit so I can say, you know what, fuck it, it's time. Redo my whole room. I've set goals for myself this year. I want my room completely redone by the end of the year. I want my PC re- like done and up by the end of the year. I want at least five, six videos on my YouTube channel by the end of the year, minimum. Mm -hmm. i won't settle for any less than five yeah and i want to make them happen Mm -hmm. i want to make it happen i feel i don't know why but over the past day i felt incredibly motivated Mm -hmm. to do this okay lots of points number one is i used to do something where if i had a problem or a possible thing that i didn't understand fully Mm -hmm. i would look for the next best thing to buy to solve the problem that's how I feel it sometimes. would be it would be okay i don't feel like i'm making great results in the gym i'm going to buy a more expensive gym membership because it's going to help me i'm going to buy creatine because it's meant to be good for muscle growth i'm going to buy protein because it's da 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 i will look for something to buy mm. rather than going i should train harder i should do fundamentals rather than looking for an outlet but that's the thing i can't put myself out there first without at least having something yeah and i want to keep my private phone to private, yes. I don't want to do work stuff on my phone because yep. I know I'll just get distracted. If I have, say, so I want to get an iPad. Mm-hmm. If I have a blank iPad with nothing on it, yeah, that gives me more incentive to work on the things that I want to work on. Yeah, rather than having a phone that's cluttered with social media or mm-hmm. um, games. Have you have you not thought about decluttering your phone? How long you have, gonna, how's long, how long is it going to take you to get an iPad? Not long at all. I've got. Um, for my eighteenth birthday, which was last year, yeah, last year. Uh, whenever any of the grandkids in my family turn eighteen, my grandparents give them two thousand mm-hmm. pounds in an account to yep. go towards something that will help them out in life. So maybe go towards rent in a house or a car. Yeah, I'm gonna use mine for my career. I thought hard about this because my cousin is also very into social media and yeah. the internet. Yeah, he makes good money off of all that. Yeah, and. I'm glad I have him as a cousin because he's taught me some very valuable things, Uh and it's kind of made my mind start turning, you know, more career orientated. Yeah. Um. So getting that work device, which he has, is very PC is
1: less than two grand.
0: A PC is less than two grand. Yep. I was talking to you earlier. A thousand. Yep. That's fine. That I've got that money aside. That's why I'm going to use the excess money from that amount to get an iPad. I could get that within the next couple of weeks. But surely you could use the excess money you've got aside for a PC. I could. And that 2000 could go on promotion for your new business. Possibly. But I don't want to get my PC until my room's done. And right now, the way my life is going... Um, why can't you get your room done? I don't have time. I work a pub job. I have an internship and I've got college to balance. I think I don't you'd be very surprised... With how much time I actually have. How much time have. you actually yeah. have. I think you'd be very, very surprised everybody is i know it's a lot of people doing this is which i have been guilty of procrastination no not procrastination if you've got one thing to do at 4 p.m on that day you will sit in your room all day and not until do anything, 4 until PM. 4 p.m until you've got to do yeah, something that's exactly and it's not procrastination it's oh i've got that i need to you know i need you to preserve it yeah it's yeah you are putting your all your focus on that one thing and i talked about this with megan and it's Prioritization is making sure it, if you really want it, then do less hours. Like, if you've got the money sitting there, do it. If you, what, what you've just told me right now with six videos and the iPad and all of this, I could get that done in a month. Yeah. I could get that done in a month, if not three weeks, if not two weeks. The way my mind is set up, I like to prioritize one thing at a time. Mm hmm. And daily or weekly or monthly, yearly? <sighs> It differs. Because if like today's priorities is my business, tomorrow's priorities is my career. Yeah. I've I've contemplated dropping out of college at the moment mm-hmm. because I need to free up some time. How much has it helped you? You've just told me that college was the best decision of your life to go into journalism was. and now you're considering quitting. Where? Why? Because I feel like I've I've got everything I need out of it. I know how to edit, not very well, but I can teach myself to be better. Mm-hmm. With every new editing project I take at college, I like to do something different with it. I like to... And I found my style with that. With the YouTube video I have on my channel at the moment, which I did last year for my FMP, mm-hmm. I found my beat, my style. I like talking about stuff that I'm passionate about, like yeah. games. And my editing style is very image-orientated, joking. Mm-hmm. Like I like humour a lot. I feel like it makes things better. And I guess that from a deeper standpoint... That's how I was. That's how I've always felt. Even mm. when I was getting uh, like bullied and picked on, a good joke has always been like comfort to me. What you need to do is, you're passionate about your work, and if you can go, if you can't go a day without thinking about something, prioritize that thing. Mm. Fact: if you're not at college, chances are you're not going to think about college. If you're not at your job, chances are you're not going to think about your job. If you're not at your internship, chances are you're not going to think about your internship unless it's something to you, or it's a little bit more important than the rest of them from what I can see. But you cannot go a day without thinking about your creative aspirations. The problem I have now is that if I quit my pub job, mm-hmm. I will have no form of income. I need money, to, which is a bit How shit. How long did you not have a job for? i tell you what, it was since 2017. So, so why it. do you need it? You lived from 2017 to when you got your job, which was only recent. I did. You lived. Times were hard. Times were hard, but it ain't going to be easy to run a business. It ain't going to be easy to make a career. So why do you need it? I don't know. You've got a roof over your head. You've got food in the house. You've got running water. Yeah. If you really, really, really want it, you will sacrifice all of the luxuries, going out, spending money, buying new clothes, buying buying that movie, buying that ticket to the cinema to do what you want. And yep. that is fact. I've done it. I, I I started a job. And the only reason I started a job is to get the money to run another business. And then what did I do? Quit. Got rid of that. and I got rid of that and I'm back to square one.
1: That's, I am back to square that's one.
0: That's going to be my plan because I don't want to be working at the pub by Christmas this year. I want to start saving money up so that I have enough left over when I quit to last me a while to get what I need I done. I did that. It's gone. Yeah. All gone. It's been like two months. It's very surprising how, how life changes so unbelievably quickly. Life's too expensive. Life's too expensive, but the whole world is run on money. money. Yeah. So that's why people have the fear of quitting their job. That's why the people have the fear of losing their income. Because of course everything is run off it. But if you've got a roof over your head, you've got a phone to work on, and you've got food in the house, you are, you are in a better position than 99% of the people on this planet. That's right, yeah. But like most millionaires, or anyone really, I thought about this the other day. Poor people want enough. People that have enough want to be rich, and rich people want to be richer. Mm-hmm. You can never have enough money. No. Not ever. Not one point in your life. And that's what scares me. That's what makes me not want to take these risks. But I want to take these risks. But it's the only I'm way that you're going to take these risks is, by, by, is to get by this them, money. The leap of faith, yeah. That's my problem. The only way, you, the only way you're going to succeed and take have an infinite amount of money... Is when you're off a of salary. Yeah. So, if you want all of these nice things, you want all these extra... Luxuries. Luxuries. Mm. The only way you're going to get that is when you come off a of salary. Doctors are working for 120 grand a year. You think that's enough? Not so. They can buy their nice cars. They can buy their holidays four or five times a year. But they don't have much for themselves. They They could have everything for themselves, but then they still want a yacht. They still want fucking jewellery, nice yeah. watches. Once you get content with what you've got, you want more. Yeah, that's exactly how the world works. You need to make the decision before it's too late. Yeah. Because if you get locked in and you move out of college, you're going to either have to get a job full-time, your internship full-time, or you're going to have to have your business up and running. That's it. Because if you haven't got one of them three, you're going to be sitting at home going, what do I do now? Yeah. And you've really got it. Like, it's, it's not long. You finish it's what not, in July? Yeah. No. It's got to be execution. It's got to be these decisions. How are you going to execute? What's going to change? Why are you going to start doing things when you aren't at the moment? And that's what I need to. I need to get over that roadblock. That's the one thing holding me back right now. How big I is the ex- roadblock? In all honesty, it's not big at all. It's just me making it think... Like, me thinking it's massive. I did the same thing in terms of, like, wanting to buy the specifics, wanting to buy the best, wanting to buy that iPad, wanting to buy that computer. Oh, I don't care about how good the iPad is. I don't care about how good my PC well, is. Well, it starts with an I, which means Apple, which means fucking it decent. It does, yeah, but... That isn't because I don't want it because it's Apple. I want it because I'm used to Apple's user interface. Mm-hmm. I can work with Apple's user interface. So why why don't you buy a Mac? I have a Mac. I have a MacBook. But what MacBook? It's it's an old one, so it doesn't have much. Well, yeah. Twenty eleven. Okay, I was I was expecting twenty eighteen, but twenty eleven. So it's a pretty pretty old. Uh-huh. Um, and it can't run like good. It's mm-hmm. not. It doesn't have good. So why don't you invest in a new MacBook? Because. I would rather edit on a PC than a Mac. I can't edit on Macs. I tried. Is at it college. the software? Just everything. It just doesn't feel right. I like the PCs at college. I like Windows PCs. Mm-hmm. But when you're editing, it's in one software. It's in Premiere. It's in, in, in Premiere Pro. But So you download Premiere Pro on a Mac? I can't explain it, mm-hmm. but I would prefer editing on a Windows PC. Okay, buy a Windows a laptop don't want a laptop. I want something stationary at a desk. I don't want mm. something I can take with me and get distracted. I don't want something I can put down mm. like by my side and then get easily distracted. I want something I can sit down at a desk, do what I need to do in one go. Not You could go home tonight and make that happen. I could. So when you've got enough time, when you say, oh, you know, I've got this, I've got that, I've got this. You're going home tonight, right? I'm going home tonight, yeah. And you know what? Speaking to you now... I'm going to go home and I'm going to clear out a small section of my room, even if it's small. It doesn't need, you don't need to redo a whole room. Exactly. I need to start. Fucking put a hole in your wardrobe, put oh. a shelf in your wardrobe, put a little, uh, your little fucking keyboard on there, slap a monitor in it, lovely jubbly. Yeah. If that is a station that you can sit at and get your shit done, get your shit done. Yeah. It just needs to happen because as soon as you take the first step then the second step just happens. It uh-huh. just happens. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you realise you're on step 64, but there's still 2,300 steps to go, but you're, you're on step 64. Yeah. Right now you're on step zero, minus one. Because the procrastination procrastination is wasting time. It is, it is eating up at you. And my fear in life is wasting time. I don't like, I'll spit a bit of chewing gum on the floor. I'll swallow a bit of chewing gum. Because I don't want to take the time to find a bin. Yeah. Because I don't want to waste time. Because I feel like if I can make sure that every single moment of my life counts. is being used efficiently, yeah. I'm going to be way ahead of everybody else. And you know what? Only slightly recently, I've started to become a bit more aware than that. Mm -hmm. Like over the last couple of days, that has hit me like a truck. Mm -hmm. And having this conversation with you, Mm -hmm. having you give me a kick up the ass Mm -hmm. has opened my eyes and tonight I will go home and even when we finish recording, I'll make a TikTok account for my channel. Go for it. And I'm going to make clips out of my... Fucking go. Exactly. Fucking go. You can screen. Rec- you can have your video on here. Yeah. Screen record it. Yeah. Crop it. All on your fucking phone. Exactly. And it'll that's. be up on TikTok within the hour. Yeah. It's that. Bish, easy? Bish bash bosh. I'll bash, do bash. it. Easy. You can watch me do it. There's two cameras in this room right now, yeah. and this audio is fucking beautiful. It so is. everybody knows. Everybody, everybody knows, knows that you're gonna do it. If you ever see me trying to procrastinate, give me a massive kick up the arse because. Lord knows I need it. So, execution happens. Where do you go? You just told me that you're going to produce six videos by the end of the year. By the end of the year, yeah. Give me an actual number. I don't want six. Give me bigger than that. We're in January. Yeah. This is the start of the year. You've got eleven months minimum. Twenty videos. Twenty videos. Yeah. How many views? I'm not expecting much at the start, but a lot of money for promotion. I'll take anything. Okay, you just want execution, I think. I think so your now, goal right now is execution rather than- I'm taking it one step at a time at the yeah, moment. I think, that's, I think that's the right thing to do. And then when I get comfortable with uh-huh. my process, yeah. with when I get to a schedule where I'm produced, yeah. I'm banging out a video in a week. Yeah. Give yourself a deadline. Trust me, give yourself a deadline. Yeah. Give yourself a deadline. And I'll say it again, give yourself a deadline. because And that's, that's what I need to learn as well, discipline. Self-discipline is one we of We have done this podcast. Weaknesses. This is episode, I mean, we've only just uploaded episode 37, 38. Mm. It's probably be episode This 48. podcast, probably. This has been going on for 37 weeks. Yeah. Without fail. I've been in Cornwall, which is a five hour drive from where we are now, <laughs> on the middle of the motorway, yeah. typing on my laptop to Ollie saying, break into my fucking house because we need this footage. 20 people watched it. Yeah. We still fucking did it because it's, it's, it's about the- that schedule. It is, yes. And I need to stick to a schedule. I need to teach myself self-discipline. I need to... I can keep saying I need to, I need to, I need to. But until I actually do it, there's no point in me saying it. Two months of this, eight months that we've done, I was working 50 hours a week at Amazon. Mm. So time... See? Time doesn't fucking matter. No. Wake up earlier. Go to bed later. Risk your sleep. Risk time with your mates. Tell your girlfriend, hey, listen... Come over, but I got to work. I got to get this shit done because I care a lot about this and make it happen. It is 100% possible and you only realise it's possible after you've done it. Then once it's finished, you go, fuck. I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. And you will. And you will. If you see, the reason I have you on this is because I know that if you do execute, something will come out of it. But you need to make sure that that execution happens. Even if it's small to begin with, I will make sure there is some form of execution. Progress, progress, progress is the only thing. I don't expect to pump out the highest quality video ever. You don't have to. If you look at the first episode of this podcast and you look at this episode now, Mm. fucking unrecognisable difference. Even the new format of the podcast, I'm not going to lie, before you rebranded, the last few episodes of the podcast were Mm. relationship-based. I know that banged at the time. I know it was a good theme. Mm Mm-hmm. But I just, I stopped watching, if I'm honest. Evolution, self-awareness, and progress. Yes. That is what you need to focus on. You need to make sure that last year isn't the same as this year. Mm. I need to make sure it's better. Every fucking year needs to be better. A lot of people in this demographic, hate to say it, but a lot of people in this demographic watching this right now are living the same year that they did last. Mm. That is not a good place to be. And that's not where I want to be. That's not where you want to be. Exactly. Execution is the way to do it. I think you can. I think you will. I think you've got the the tools to do it. I think you've got the right environment. Yeah. That is everything. A a lot of other people I'd be telling, listen, knock a few mates off. Listen, quit your job. Listen, I think you're in the perfect position. You just need to execute. I do. But this has been a very good episode. We have learned a lot about you. We've gone through the start, the middle, and the end. And hopefully... The beginning of something. The beginning of something new. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. It has been. Thank you very much for giving me a kick up the arse.
1: I've been Ben. I've been Finn. And this has been You're the Bloke Media cool podcast. podcast. Appreciate you watching.
0: Thank you.